You can call it payback. You can call it revenge. You can call it maybe somebody's dating your sister that happens to be a Bengals, but these teams are done with each other. We're going to get into the hows and whys and how we get there, plus predictions today on Locked on Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It's a doozy. Happy, happy Red Friday. That is a great way to start. Thank you so much. Uh, here we go. This is going to be a big show. It's a big game. That ties in together perfectly. We're brought to you by Bet Online. It's the easiest way you can get covered for all your props, bets, and odds and lines today, tonight, this week, this game at Bet Online, where the game starts. We are going to go over it. Yes, there's more news out of the locker room this week than normal. There's also a lot of matchups that are really, really key. And then we're going to tell you how we see it coming down. Don't miss any of it. We are brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network because we are part of them. Your team every day for free on every platform. Thanks for making us your first listen. Check out another Lockdown show. Maybe the Bengals show. Maybe the NFL Draft show if you're on a team that's kind of out of it. Sorry, y'all. But there's plenty of shows to go around. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, as well as NFL 33 and RGR Football. And he is everywhere, and yes, he is. Uh, I'm Chris Clark. Thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. Go hit the like sub and the notification bell on YouTube. Leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. There's so much to talk about. And if you missed our live show, we did a quick live show on Thursday night just because we wanted to touch on all of the great information that came out of the New Heights podcast with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And, of course, brother Jason Kelsey was there as well. That's that's what I refer to my brother as, brother Jason. Uh, <laughs> you you got you to gotta change it up. And there, I can't say it's all the information, but we hit on the, on the big ones, the takeaways. Make sure you check that out. It's right here on the same channel, the same uh, podcast feed if you're listening on audio. There's so, some things in there that kind of do shade on this this particular week, but this week's been overrun by talking from unfamiliar places. Now, this is a team that got beat twice by the Bengals last season. And from the very post-game presser last week, Patrick Mahomes reminded us, we felt we should have gone to that Super Bowl. We had a collapse against them. It's on us. It's on me. I think that was a great way to start the week. How do you feel like it's progressed? Man, this game has a chance to be a whole lot of fire. And I don't know how else to say that because there is talk coming from both sides. And I legitimately believe these teams do not like each other. Uh, Travis Kelsey has said, on not on the podcast with Patrick, but on a previous podcast, when the schedule came out, he circled this Bengals game. Patrick Mahomes has talked about how important this Bengals game is. Chris Jones has talked about what he what this Bengals game meant to him after last season. And I said on yesterday's crossover episode that Kansas City is looking at this game as a revenge game because they felt like they were, for lack of better terminology, screwed out of going to the, the championship game. Obviously, they beat themselves. They only scored three points in the second half. You can't do that. And they did it twice against the Bengals last year. Joe Burrow is 2-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. We'll talk about how that's going to end this week. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, this game is going to be fun. And, and you're right. There are some guys that are talking that we haven't heard from in a while, and it's caused a stir. Yeah, a, a guy that wasn't involved with either of them has kind mm-hmm. of taken the league. And we'll talk about it as a matchup later in the second segment, I think. But I, I want to throw this theory out. Maybe I'm out here in left field. I got the tinfoil hat on today. I don't know what it's all about. But 
Justin Reed has not really spoken to the media, not really like come out and done much all season long. And then Bengals week shows up and he's like, so this Harrison Higby guy or whatever this dude's name is, is playing <laughs> tight end for them. Uh, you know, yeah. it feels like, like, A, you could be critical of, hey, know your opponent's names. I kind of feel like after watching that and the hubbub that's gone on, and you probably know more about the clapbacks than I do, it feels like it's actually done some good in terms of the attention that he's going to get from the Bengals. Yeah, potentially. And I think that that's going to be something that's going to be fascinating to watch. I think you look at this game, and there's so many storylines. And I don't want to get away from what we're talking about with Justin Reed, but I forgot one thing about what Chris Jones said. Uh <laughs> He came out and said that uh, he told Carlos Dunlap that the Bengals hate you because you came here. Just want to throw that out there. Oh, yeah. So hurtful. Now Carlos has, what, like 88 sacks there or something like that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, but getting back to the Justin Reed comments, then Jamar Chase got involved. And now Jamar Chase asked to put money on it. And, And then Jamar Chase took it even further on Thursday, saying that he doesn't think that Justin Reed watches any film at all. So, yeah. yeah, I love it. I think it's great. Now, I'm normally one that's kind of old school, and I'm like, shut your mouth and don't give them any, like, you know, what used to be pinup board fodder. Don't give them anything to put their phones on is basically my new theory, right? But in this case, Justin Reed is the, the most experienced player in the, the secondary, especially because, like, we're hopeful for Juan Thornhill. But last week, there was a time it was Justin Reed and four rookies on the field last week. <laughs> yeah. So he's easily the most experienced there. And I think this actually does like a, a psyops kind of thing. You see military do this all the time. Hey, look at me. I'm going to call you out. P- focus your energy on me. Come to me. Have Boyd attack me. Have, uh, you know, <laughs> Hayden Hurst attack me. I think that's his Higby. actual name. Higby, yeah. whoever happens yeah. to be lining up there. Um, ha- everybody come to me. Look at me. And I think what that does, and I, I did a, a longer episode of this on RGR Football. You guys go check it out. I think it may distract from trying to attack the rookie corners, McDuffie in particular. What do you Maybe. think? I think it, it could be. I want to say the big thing, and we'll talk about this more in matchups, I'm sure, but the big thing that this is the huge story in this game going into this season is Kansas City looked at how they got beat in that game and how they got beat by the Bengals last year in both games, and it was because the corners weren't good enough. Ward's not here anymore. Fenton's not here anymore. They replaced both of those guys with rookies. They could have had Shavarius Ward back. I fully believe they could have brought him back. Now, they wouldn't have some other pieces that they have now, but they could have brought him back. And they traded Fenton away after drafting all these rookies. After they made a, yeah, They made a significant investment in their secondary, trying to get better, to get ready for games like this. And it takes a lot to get ready. And that's those are going to be some of the key matchups we're going to talk about in just a minute. But now, a word from our friends over at Prize Picks. We are sponsored by them today. And I, I don't know how you haven't seen this before because I've been talking about it for a while, but it's the easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. And you got to check it out. The line right now, going into this game, as we sit here and record a couple days ahead of time, is Patrick Mahomes 306.5. And Joe Burrow, 295.5. Those are where Price Picks has set the line. All you got to do is choose whether it's going to be more or it's going to be less. You do that for two to five players. Do they do more than the line or come in under the line? That's all you need to know. 
you string those together in an entry and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee when you do that. There's no competing against other people. There's no setting multiple lineups. It's super fast, simple, and safe. And you can do it for just about any sport, but we all know you're here for the football. It's 60 seconds or less, and it's available in 30 states and Canada. And right now, all you got to do is go get the app on any app store, Apple, Android, whatever you got. Uh, and then you can also go directly to prizepicks.com. It's where you can see all the lines, log into your account, and get everything done there. And that's all to play daily fantasy sports. With our code locked on, when you deposit in there, you get 100% of that on top of your deposit. So if you put in $100, you get an extra $100 from PrizePix to use on those bets. It's a great deal, and you got to check it out. That's 100% bonus deposit with our code locked on at prizepicks.com. Now, if I was going to bet, one of the things that I would bet, I think that the interesting line is there that, that both guys are like just you know within five yards of 300 apiece. I do kind of expect it to be not necessarily a boat race, but it's going to be pretty good scoring. Do you see it the same way? Oh, absolutely. And we're going to get into our predictions, and I think that this is going to be a very high-scoring game. I think right now, at least from what I saw – Last night, unless it's changed, the over-under was 51 and a half. I'm definitely taking the over on that. Yeah. Uh, I, I just – I can't – I think this Chiefs defense is better than what they had last year, so let me say that up front. But the problem is, is I think Kansas City is going to be trying to push the ball. They're going to try to score as many points as they can. And the Bengals have options, and they have a lot of options. They have a lot of weapons. That that is a very good offense and a lot to talk about when we talk, start talking matchups. So I want to throw my first matchup out. I am fascinated to absolutely see these Bengals wide receivers against the Chiefs corners, and that's the obvious one just because of what Kansas City did in the offseason. But it's also obvious because of what the Bengals wide receivers did to Kansas City last year in the playoff game and in the regular season game, where they just outran them, they outplayed them, and. I, it's going to be really hard for Kansas City to win this game if they don't have success against those wide receivers. Yeah, uh, agreed. And this was one, like you said in the last segment, this secondary was was built to slow this team down because of the physical dominance you get from not just Chase, who isn't the biggest guy, but from Boyd and Higgins, who have the height advantage on a number of corners, mm -hmm. certainly all of the Chiefs last year. Now, that's not the case necessarily this, this time with Jalen Watson, uh, with Josh Williams out there, along with Legereus Need, the, the one guy that's a little bit undersized, although he's still just as big as Chase is, I think actually Trent McDuffie comes in a touch taller than Chase, if I believe. That is a great matchup, but that's one that's very difficult for a guy who hasn't played a whole lot of man. Now, Trent McDuffie's been good in man, so I actually still feel like they are, they'll do okay if it's Legereus Need on Chase, if it's McDuffie on Chase. I worry more as it drops off to Williams and Watson on chase. And I do think that that's something that's going to be really interesting to see how they choose the Bengals do to create those matchups. Cause I well, don't see everyone traveling around. No. And I agree with that. And I think the big question that I have right now, and the thing that we couldn't answer on the crossover episode is, is chase going to be a hundred percent? I expect he's going, I know he's going to play. I know that they're expecting he plays, but with a hip injury and wide receiver, obviously using his legs all the time, if his hip isn't right and he's not able to cut like he normally can or he can't go more than 30 or 40 snaps, that's going to hamper this offense and it's going to make the Bengals a lot easier to beat. But I do think he's going to probably be able to play and probably play in full, uh, at least from what the reports are right now. Yeah, 
it sounds like it to me as well. And if I know anything, uh, they they did this on purpose to hold him back, keep him as fresh as possible, as little <laughs> mileage. If, Joe Mixon, even if you're I the think Chiefs, <laughs> if you're the Chiefs, you're going to have any team be healthiest against you. That's just the way this goes. True, true. I think I I will say that I do feel like the Bengals believe that they're just as good as the Chiefs are. So maybe that oh, that plays sure. with your mentality sometimes. So maybe they don't take that. But I think the second matchup that's going to be key is going to be the run game. Now the Chiefs have been better against the run this year, but we've had we've seen Joe Mixon go off this season at times. Terribly inconsistent in the run game. There's 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 an up and down just really across the board of their offensive line. And I think that's also led to to Joe Burrow's slower start. Joe's been coming on lately. We'll talk about him in a minute. But for me, if if this improved run defense gets attacked by Joe Mixon and he does get off to a good start, I think that troubles the, the DBs as well because the play action is really effective for the Bengals. And I think Joe Burrow, that helps him get into a rhythm. So for me, it really is the first two drives, the first two series. The Chiefs defense needs to be all over everything. And for me, we'll talk about how you do that probably in the, in the next segment. But I want to see – both the linebackers blitz, but importantly, back to the corners. I need to see them be physical at the line with these bigger guys and throw off the timing from the get-go of the snaps. Depart from an old Spags standby and actually press. Well, and that's a big question going into this game for me because you sit here and you look at what Kansas normally does on defense, and usually early in the game, they're not great. They are normally... I'm not going to say they're horrible, but they're normally not very good, and they're normally allowing a touchdown or at least points on the first drive. I'm not going to say that happens every week, but when you go up against better teams, it usually does. And then they adjust, and then they get into the flow of the game, and they and they become better. But if they don't do that this game, this game could be a shootout from, from the first snap, and I really see that being – uh, a, a good possibility, and that's why I'm taking the over on 51 and a half because I think that both of these teams can get close to 30, if not over. Um, and, and we'll talk about that more in predictions. But you start looking at some other the matchups that are going to be key in this game, and it's going to be all the Chiefs wide receivers against this Bengals secondary. And, and it's not necessarily even just the secondary. It's also the linebackers and the defensive line. And I say that because – their defensive coordinator dropped eight in coverage so many times against Patrick Mahomes last year. It really did not. It was something he wasn't ready for, and it was something that he did not understand how to beat. Yeah, That's a big question in this game is, has he figured that out yet? Uh, Dan Orlovsky does a fantastic job on, on ESPN and was talking about what Lou, uh, Lou and I can't pronounce his last name, their defense their defensive coordinator, what he has been doing to defenses or to offenses and why it is so hard because he will line up five different guys on the line of scrimmage, drop two of those guys into coverage and go from a cover two set up to a cover one to a cover two man. I mean, it's really hard. They don't have tells. Yeah. Well, they do. There are well, some to there. An extent, right. You got to dig for them though. And it's got to be instant recognition on Patrick's part. That brings me to my last point, though, especially if we get to see a defense like that again. If they start pulling that, you got to run it down their throats this time. You cannot shy away from running the ball. And I think Pacheco's given you enough of a lift as of late that hopefully that keeps it fresher in the mind because there are a lot of plays where it comes down to Patrick's decision. It's not the call from the sideline. It's whether Patrick decides to, to hold, actually hand it off or pull that and try to do something in the run game. 
I, I look for Creed Humphrey to do well. Hopefully we get Joe Tooney back. And then I think the interior three have a pretty good opportunity to run down the middle of the field and take it to that defense. And if they do that, I think it puts the whole defense on their heels, not just the front seven. That's going to be key to me because if that's the opportunity you have, you have to execute on that opportunity. Yep, and that's going to be huge if they're able to do that. This game will go well for Kansas City. And I still do think that if you look back at last week's game, I don't think that they were fully (laughs) – I know you hate this – fully locked in in that game. I don't think that they were ready for it. And I know we're locked on. Uh, I just think that this is the game that they were looking for. I think everybody in that locker room that was there, especially last year, felt like they got screwed out of going to the Super Bowl for the third straight year and felt like they deserved to win that game. And this is going to be a game where they're going to be ready and they're going to be pissed off. And we are going to talk about our predictions after this message from our newest one of our newest sponsors at Audible. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a new slate of football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. Find Think Like a Champion now wherever you find your podcasts. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Ooh. Russ is a champion on the field, but off of it, we rarely know the grind on the path to greatness. Russell Wilson, along with co-host Harry Wilson and the late Trevor Moad, digs into high-performance athletes, artists, and push and leaders push the boundaries of their potential. Here, two-time Super Bowl champion MVP Von Miller delivers sharp insights about performing at your highest level in the moments of extreme pressure or NCAA champion Tim Tebow discuss how to find your unique personal mission in the world available for free on audible or wherever you get your podcasts head over to locked on presents for a sneak peek of think like a champion or catch the full series available wherever you get your podcast available everywhere. Now audible get in the game. Please get in the game, Russ. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, really quick. They mentioned Von Miller in that ad. I just want to say uh, he is now an IR for the Bills. That's something to watch over the next four weeks. They have a very hard slate to finish the season. So something to watch there. Um, I know we're talking this Chiefs-Bengals game, but that's that could be huge for them. Yeah, I always got to keep one one eyelash pointed at the rest of the playoff field. Um, You guys are going to get a special, too, uh, just to drop a little bit of an announcement. Uh, My playoff stretch power rankings are going to be out on NFL 33 tomorrow. Make sure you check that out as well, because that is the one thing we got to keep an eye on as things go down, because it's about this game for the chiefs and getting through this really puts blinders on everything else. You have to accomplish this. And I think dedication to it is going to be really what it comes down to. I don't, I don't think there's any lack of motivation. I think it has to be dedication and being focused in locked on what they have to do in in point by point at matchup at matchup that's what i think is key that's the detail work in this volume and it is going to be a key of getting into the details trying to figure out exactly what you're seeing and what and how you can beat it and the big key for kansas city that we really haven't talked about is going to be their pass rush it's can they speed joe burrow up can they make him do things that he's not comfortable doing and if they can do that, that changes what the Bengals are going to be able to do on offense. Uh, Kansas City's been getting to the quarterback very well this year, so that's something to watch, and I think that that's going to be a lot of fun in this game to see if their pass rush can get home. There's two things that, that I need to see and both need to get a little bit more of an uptick. First, and Chris Jones will be the first to tell you that they got to finish. 
Oh, you yeah. cannot have any more glancing blows where moving Joe off of his spot is enough. You have to finish and hit the man. I'm I'm not so much where it has to end up in sacks all the time. I know Chris is pretty upset about that. I think he's mentioned it three times so far this week about not being able to, to get those plays. But you got to at least hit him. You got to contact him. You got to put some kind of physicality on Joe Burrow. Now he's a yeah. tough dude. He does some he does power through and respond to that. But I think that helps. And the more you do it, the more you wear it down. So you got to finish. But for me, it's also getting yourself in position to put your best pass rush out there. And that means you have to get in third and six or longer so that you can walk the NASCAR out there, move it around. I like Karloff to see inside on the A-gaps this week. Letting Dunlap and Clark have the outside and help Chris in the middle. I, I think that's key to getting that foursome out there. Yeah, it's huge. And I actually talked about that on the crossover of this new NASCAR package that they're using. And whether it's Karloftis or Dunlap or Dana out there in the going through the middle of the defense, because I think they're going to have Chris Jones on the outside. Uh, I don't know that it's going to be every time that they have the NASCAR package out there, but it seems like he's usually in a defensive end position going after the QB in those situations a lot of the time. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see what they do. I, I love being able to see those four guys on the field at the same time with pass rush. I'm really curious to see if this is a game where they try to run the ball a little bit more and they try to get the Chiefs in base so they can try to to run the ball with Mixon and how that's going to play out. I, I think Chanel could have a big impact if they try to do that. Yeah, he's got to. Because I think, especially should the Bengals struggle early, I think they're going to come back to Mixon because I, I think that they feel they have the advantage there. That's more based on last season, I think, than this season. In the NFL, a lot of film prep goes into the last three to four weeks. So as you leapfrog through the season, if the Bengals are only watching film on the last four weeks, they feel like they have a pretty good uh, chance to, to be even with the Chiefs in the run game because the Chiefs have been playing a lot better. If they watch the first four weeks, I think they would run all over them. So I think they're going to probably approach it as balance as well. And if they can't get anything going with the pass right away, they're going to go away from it for a bit and try to establish the run, pull those DBs in, use their inexperience against them, and then go over the top. Yep. A lot of, lot of stuff to watch in this game, and it is going to be a fantastic game. I cannot wait. I really wish that this could be a Sunday night game. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Kansas City was maxed out on Sunday night games, so this one's not able to be flexed. But now – they actually have the ability to be flexed, but they don't have a good opponent the rest of the season after this one. <laughs> Thank you, Russ. Yep. First <laughs> time sure ever Mahomes ever got – Yeah, first time ever Mahomes gets flexed out of Sunday Night Football. Thank you, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that brings us to what we think is going to happen. Um, oh. You want me to go first this week? I do, but I have a quick question. Uh, we haven't talked about injuries. McKinnon did not practice. Tony did not practice. More than likely, I would guess that both of those guys are out. Do you think that we see Melvin Gordon in this game? I don't think so. My gut tells me they're going to give Rojo another game. Is that is that set in stone? No, I'm like 51%. <laughs> no. Um, I, well, that would I only think, be two running backs, though. Well, I, I don't think McKinnon actually misses. Okay. I, I think at his age, I think you can have a day off that maybe you're you're not feeling the greatest and you have a day off. I, I think he's going to be back out there. But um, okay. obviously, if McKinnon doesn't go, then, yeah, I would think that you're going to see Gordon suit up. Maybe that was the, the instinct for the move to begin with. I don't know. Yeah, something to watch there. Go right ahead and give us your prediction for this game. As it comes down to it, I, I think it's got to be a little bit more of an even battle. 
uh, air versus ground. And the first one to do that well and achieve balance, I think, is going to win this ballgame because I do think it is about keeping up scoring-wise. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game because as, as good as the Chiefs defense has progressed in certain ways, I think this team does have something. There's just there's just matchups you get every year of teams that have your number or personnel. Chiefs personnel in the passing game defense is completely different. So we really don't know until we get there, but I think the inexperience is going to become a factor. So the Bengals are going to score. It's going to be about mistakes. It's going to be the classic when you don't have Mahomes kind of thing where if you don't turn the ball over, and you don't miss scoring opportunities, meaning missed field goals, missed fourth downs, or just boneheaded misses that don't convert and give you a fresh set of downs. If you control miss yourself. Red zone, miss red zone opportunities are huge. Yeah. I mean, if you control yourself and you play efficient ball, you win. That's that, As far as I'm concerned, that's what it comes down to. In the end, I think the Chiefs do pull it out, but it's 33-31. Okay. And I'm really close. I'm going to probably just go with the prediction I had yesterday at 31-27. What I will say is the big question I have in this game, when you start looking at how these teams are going to play, obviously we talked about the wide receivers and corners, and that's really my biggest question. Can Kansas City's corners take a step forward? If they can take a step forward, this game has a chance to maybe get away from the Bengals a little bit more. And the bigger key to me that we haven't talked about is, can a team steal a possession? And what I mean by that is maybe, you know, getting a takeaway at the right time or potentially a situation where they are able to go down and score right before half and they get the ball back to start the second half. At that point, you're almost stealing possession and you can go and you can be a two score swing. uh, And that could be huge in this game. The other thing that I would say is it does seem that the Chiefs are sticking with uh, Dave Toe's plan that Sky Moore isn't going to be having to to have the Mm -hmm. punt duty. So that right there has been something that gives away possessions for the Chiefs. They solidify that. They just make fair catches. They don't give up possessions. I think that helps them stabilize. Uh, And that may be one of the few differences in what is going to be a close game, I think. Yeah, it it could be. And Dave Tobe also said on Thursday, I believe, that he's got nine rookies playing on this team for special teams. And he's taking responsibility for Trent McDuffie getting beat last week on a special teams play. I guarantee you they're going to be locked on and ready to go in this game, and they're going to have the special teams figured out for this game. They're not going to have special teams lapses because I guarantee you this game means a lot to everybody in that locker room. Agreed. Agreed. In fact, you just gave me a great idea, by the way, for a new tagline for the show. Let's get locked on. That's what we're going to do. We hope that you will do that too. It's a big game. We're going to have a great time. We'll have Matt Derrick post game live as we always do. It's going to take a while. It's going to be it's going to be hard to wait for this ball game, but we hope that you guys do. And, and thank you for watching this. Make sure you like and sub this one. Get subbed on the audio platforms as well. That'll make the wait a little bit less dangerous because you can go back and listen to every show that we've had this week because we started talking Bengals pretty dang early this week for us. So thank you for your time and your support. Enjoy your weekend. Get ready for that ball game. We'll talk to you post game. And we will be post-game live right after the game with Matt Derrick this week. I just wanted to point that out. And go check out the bonus episode from us talking about the New Heights podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you have a great one.